Chris, welcome back to Point of View. It's great to have you in studio. Thank I just you. want to start with again saying really thank you for all that you've done for our community, for the state, for everybody in this area. We really, really appreciate it. So thank you for no, that. You're very welcome. Let's start with the UND latest. I think one of the most fascinating things is you had that sort of kerfuffle, if you will. But last time you and I spoke on the phone, you said, hey, Chris, I got to tell you, right now my relationship with UND is the best it's ever been. What happened to go from a kerfuffle to, hey, now things are outstanding? Well, um, outstanding might be a bit of a stretch. I think that we have an outstanding relationship with the students, an outstanding relationship with the hockey program. Um, we really don't have a relationship with the folks at the university. Um, and that will, I think I can say with all assurance, that will stay that way as long as the current president is there. So why? Well, I, you know, we've been very generous with the university in general, not just with the hockey team. And uh, we unfortunately found ourselves in a position where we were being challenged by the current president uh, that he didn't feel that we were doing enough, that we weren't uh, supplying enough to them. And he went about it in a way that wasn't very nice. And because of that, uh, we had to pull back a little bit and reevaluate how we felt about it. And again, we feel very strongly about the state. We feel very strongly <clears throat> about the students. Um, but I don't think anybody wants to, wants to be treated poorly, uh, particularly when you're trying to help them. And so that really was a severing of that relationship. At one point, I know he threatened uh, legal action. Is that mm -hmm. gone at this point, or is it still on the table? Uh, well, he never mentioned it after that first time. Okay. Finish the sen sentence for me. Um, UND President Kennedy and I are? Acquaintances. But yet, people went down to Las Vegas. Yes. President Kennedy, I guess, introduced you to some people, is the way I understand it. Then he left the room, and then yes. the negotiation was completed. So who helped complete the negotiation and who made the request to remove President Kennedy from the negotiations? I think it was a general determination that he wouldn't be in the room during the negotiations. And uh, he complied and he left. And we were left with um, some administrators from the university and from the Board of Education. And, you know, once that was free to have some conversation without him there it was um, brought brought back pretty quickly and settled it is, was it was an enormous waste of time and energy and resources for everybody to have to do that to to really come back to an original agreement that didn't change a bit well said is there anything at this point president kennedy could do to restore the relationship with you and your foundation to have you say okay we want to open back up this relationship and possibly do some things for the school itself. No, he can leave us alone. Um, we have had conversations with other people <clears throat> at the university, all of whom I've said I'm very open to talking to you, but it will have to be when he's no longer there. That was my next question. So if he were to be removed mm -hmm. or left, would mm -hmm. you then say, okay, now we can talk about how this foundation can make a bigger impact with UND? Now we can see how we can work going forward. Um, I think the biggest challenge that not just the university faces, but all universities face, is the fact that you no longer have presidents and leaders coming out of the community. What you have is you have people 
who come in from outside are seeking a job position, they don't really care about the community. They're not invested in the community. You had that with um, Kelly, Capcella, now you've got Kennedy, who are here and they're waiting for their next job opportunity and they're going to leave. So what they do and the turmoil that it causes in between at a university campus, it doesn't really matter. It, it's really just a stepping stone for them to go further. Just to give people some context, because I know a lot yeah. of people are aware of you, you and your family's legacy in the foundation, mm -hmm. but for some people that aren't, help people realize, like, hey, this is, this is the, 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 the donations, this is what we've done for this university, just to give people some context. Well, um, so, you know, generally speaking, we've given to the North Dakota and Minnesota area, to date, about $41 million. Um, now, that's not including the building at the university. That's not including a lot of other things that go into that building. Um, that's in the form of scholarships. It's in the form of programs that are supporting at-risk people. But, but that's the commitment level that my parents had and that we continue to have. When you and I talked before, you seemed to have a real passion for students, for universities, mm. trying to make a difference. So mm -hmm. let's go hypothetical here and let's say that President Kennedy is removed. What kind of things would you like to do to help UND uh, improve the student body experience or, or just any ideas, suggestions that you have for UND? Well, you know, I'm not an educator, but I certainly would like them to be as competitive as possible so the student body um, is competitive in the outside world. And, and honestly, let's face it, you want people to stay here too. You want to educate them, but you don't want them to take that and leave. It would be great if they could stay. Um, I've become very concerned with some of the old buildings that are on campus that don't seem to have a preservation happening, but rather they fall into a state of disrepair and then they're just removed. Uh, it would be really great to have some historical continuity and to have people who are there take some pride in their buildings. So, and if you want to say, hey, Chris, I don't want to get into this conversation, that's fine. But, mm -hmm. for example, our governor and other people in the state would say, you know what, mm -hmm. we've actually cut back on capital investments because we see higher ed going more to technology, the Internet, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. You would say what to that? Um, I, I would say I think that's true. I, I see that as well. But I do think there's a combination between what would be um, buildings and classrooms and an old style of education and mixing that with technology. It, it doesn't mean, though, that you take the existing buildings and property you have and then just let them go. There is a way, I think, to preserve them and to, do, um, to keep them historically valuable and then to also keep your students moving ahead. If uh, President Kennedy was removed, is that something that you would want to take on with your foundation is create kind of a historical preservation fund? I, I would think, and I don't want to say if he's removed, I think when his um, time here is over, Thank you. That's fair. Uh, we're very open to having all kinds of conversations about what moves the dial. What can we do to keep things so they're not stagnant? And, and I'm not interested in lip service about uh, what the newest passion project is for somebody. I really am looking for some sustainability and what will, what will make that happen. You do a lot of great things in our community, so I'd like to talk about some of those things. Anything, mm -hmm. anything else you want to say about UND before we move on? No, no, we are, we are um, passionate supporters of the hockey team. <laughs> it was great, by the way, just because just you are in Vegas. The recent game there and the following of UND oh, was incredible. Awesome. Were you able to go to that game? Or you I was at the game. My daughter and I dropped the puck. 
What? Um, I didn't know this. It was it was awesome, and the best uh, part was at some point they realized my mother was there, and they started a chant of Betty. And so my mom's 85, and I could watch her uh, stand up to an arena full of people, and it was really wonderful. It was oh, great. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was great. My kids were there. It was great. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, UND can travel. Oh, it was They incredible. are a traveling group. I mean, when we saw all the green hanging out for, like, what I would call a tailgate oh. and the game, it was just... I think probably, estimate, and I'm probably light, 5,000 people or so in the parking lot. So Happy. I gotta ask you, because knowing what you've done for that hockey team in this community, mm. did you kind of walk in with your chest all the way like, yeah, yeah, we, we've helped create this? Uh, well, you know, it was it was kind of sweet because my dad started the first hockey team in Las Vegas in the late '60s, and so he came here as a as being a hockey player, starting there, and um, <clears throat> to see it kind of come full circle and see these guys back out on the ice and they did their warm ups. And they all had a jersey that said Ingolstad with 23 on it. That was their warm-up uh, jerseys. That was a nice surprise. And just be able to have my mom still fully enjoy it and be there, that was, that was great. My son worked the event. My daughter came out with me. It was, it was very, very nice. It's so great. Like, I can just see you light up from that experience. Oh, so it's yeah, nice to oh, see that. It was great.